This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Yo, everybody. I was trying something a little different. It's the Straight from the Net podcast, and I'm Danielle. What up, homies? This is Jamie. I, too, wanted to try something different. <laughs> Can I tell you? It's so funny. So um, I have a stepdaughter, a 13-year-old stepdaughter, and I said something about my boo. Mm-hmm. And she was like, ew, they don't even say that anymore. Like, oh, my God. Like, ew, that's disgusting. Oh, it's so disgusting. Of course, I encourage Abby with that, so <laughs> I encourage her. I know. Please don't. And Jamie is like the band bad influence, influence. And Jamie, that everybody's like, oh my god, she is the but coolest you know ever. You know what? Everybody needs that friend who's a bad influence on their child. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs that friend because that's the friend mm-hmm. that those kids are going to love to see. I know, and it works out for everybody. But you have all these different names for things. <laughs> We're not going to discuss them right now because I want us to feel like good parents for a minute. <laughs> sometimes. I think everybody involved like would this, like to feel like that this sometimes. This bitch wants me to change who I am. I don't She's want like, you to She's like, Jamie, change. don't come in here cussing. The little boy's like, cussing police. I'm the cussing police. That boy's going to have a whole entire freaking notepad of citations <laughs> for Ann. Jamie, no lie. I'm not allowed to say bitchadactyl. <coughs> Connoisseurus Rex. No. Nothing. You know, and I think it's so funny because, you know, the, the six-year-old, he, like, he does, he, like, anytime you say a bad word, he's like, ooh, and I found this thing online, and it's, a, um, it's like a badge that you can have engraved, and I wanted to put on, um, cuss word police. Yeah, he told me. Officer. He, he was the cuss word police. He was like, I'm mm-hmm. the cussing police. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, get your hand ready. You're about to get carpal tunnel. <laughs> Because Aunt Jamie, see Aunt Jamie's field of fucks? <laughs> Tis barren. <laughs> so, anyway, you guys, I have got a story for you. And I have been waiting. I was like, oh, God, Aunt Jamie's going to be coming over. Look, I even call you Aunt Jamie at this point. I'm so tired. There's so much going on. Um, so, you guys are going to hear, It's today is Wednesday. Tis Wednesday. It is very, very hot. We forgot about that part. It's 96 fucking degrees it's outside. It's disgustingly hot. It's gross. Um... And in that vein, you're going to hear this on Friday, so it hasn't happened yet. By the next week, the next time you hear from us, I will be a married woman. I will not. <laughs> Jamie is going to plow through this thing with her best intentions and then really get Paco for quite some time after this, I feel like. She's going to get a lot of mileage out of this wedding. I, I don't think I'm going to get any mileage out of this wedding. Um, I've been trying different things, though. Different ways. <laughs> different ways. Like when he's like, babe, what you doing? I'm like, unappreciated wifey, unappreciated wifey shit. Or he'll be like, hey, can you? And I'll be like, that sounds like a wife's job, so no. <laughs> well, I have to tell you something, and it's both awful and interesting at the same time. Okay, it's, so a long time ago. It's been a week, y'all. Okay, so a long time ago. A long, if, long time ago. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know at one point I went to go get baptized. Yes. I thought it would be really, really good for me. I went through this very, you know, hardcore, I love Jesus phase for a mm-hmm. while. And I still love me some Jesus. Don't get me wrong. Oh, my God. It was like going I to was a going through striper concert constantly. Oh, my God. 
such a faithful. For all of you don't know, Striper, who was a, a heavy metal hair band in the 80s, but they were Christian rock. There's some really good Christian music, but anywho, I the day that I went to go get baptized, my bathroom caught on fire. <laughs> and I was in the middle of doing my hair. Why? I don't know, because I was going to go get baptized and get dunked in this tank, right? And my bathroom caught on fire, so I wasn't able to go. Let me tell you what, my family to this day still talks about the fact that um, God didn't want me. <laughs> he was like, no, you are, we already know where you're going. You're not going to be getting baptized today. So they, they joke with me all the time, you know, and it kind of like stuck with me. Well, I'm now getting married. I have to, I, I made up a nice thing for me and the girls where I was going to have somebody come out and do our hair. And then another person was coming out to do the makeup. But the girl that's coming to do the hair did the thing with, you know, made the arrangements with the makeup artist, right? Well, unfortunately, she dropped dead. Dead it, people. It, it was so, she's young, vibrant, beautiful. Like, there's no reason anybody can see that, you know, she would have any issues whatsoever. And I had no clue where she was. So let me just tell you how this went down because I well, started freaking out. you were knocking on her door the other day. So I'm thinking maybe she was just laying in there dead while you were knocking on the door. No, she passed away on the 27th. They say it was the 30th. It was thought it had already been three days. So they found her? I'm assuming. I don't know all the details. I'm assuming they said she passed peacefully in her sleep. Somebody found her the next morning is what I'm assuming. Okay. I'm assuming it was her husband or something because it's just so freaking sad. But I had no clue that this had gone on. Well, I had an appointment to go see her yesterday, um, me and my stepdaughter, to go get our hair done. Right. You know, to kind of get it ready, get touched up. And we thought, you know, you know, my stepdaughter wanted to get, like, maybe some color, you know, redone in her hair. And, you know, they were going to, like, do something with a couple bit of grays that I have. And I was, like, really looking forward to it. So, and I'm like, but I'm texting her because I got this head cold. We're all, like, COVID negative. We had to have go get COVID tests on Friday. And ever, that's all negative. So we just righteously have like this head cold. So I'm calling her though, because I'm still kind of hacking, right? I'm hacking at this point. And I'm like, I don't know if you're going to want me there. We're COVID negative. Do you want me there? Leave her all these messages. I'm texting her and she's not getting back to me, which is not like her at all. This woman is like high energy. She makes me super pumped for my wedding. It was Like that she had me so was, pumped. It was dead silent, y'all. I got, oh my God. <laughs> It was, going I was like, one. oh my God. So I have Bruce drive us down there. I'm like, look, I'm just going to come. So I left her another message and it's like going right to voicemail. And I'm like, does she block me or something? Like what's going on? Thinking all these weird things. And I'm like, look, I'm going to come to you anyway. I'm like, if I get there and you say you don't want me here, then I'll turn around and go home. But I'm on my way because you're not answering me and I don't want to be late for my appointment. Get all the way down there. I go up to the door. Nobody's answering. Like she's got a place. She's got like the detached garage and her salon is like over top of it. She does it for herself. I'm like knocking all these doors. And I'm like, what the hell? Now, mind you, she already ordered me hair extensions too that I've already paid for. And I can't get them back now. And so I talked to Beth this morning and I'm like, okay, do you think it's weird? Because I'm like hitting her up on Facebook too at this point going, hey, I haven't heard from you. Like, I'm not trying to be a bridezilla, but I'm like, I'm starting to get paranoid that you're not going to come, blah, blah, blah. What's going on? So this morning Beth calls and I'm like, am I a bridezilla? Because I want to know where this woman is. Like, I'm like freaking out here. I'm like, when should I, like, start freaking out that she's not getting back to me? You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying her for all these avenues. And she's like, well, what's her name? And I tell her what her name is. She's like, oh, my God, she died. I was like, you are such a connoisseur Rex for saying that to me right now. Because she's got a really gross humor. Like, she'll do stuff like oh, that I to me. So I didn't believe her. I did 
see something like that. I put it on my, I did share her obituary today when I finally saw it. But anyway, I was like, you were so fucked up. She was like, no, I swear to God, I really did. I I think I saw something and blah, blah, blah. She was like, yeah, Google it. I'm telling you she died. I'm like, oh my God, are you fucking kidding me? So I'm like thinking, this has to be an omen, right? (laughs) And guess what? Only one person said it was an omen. And that was my boss. Everybody else was like, no. And then Kathy was like, omen. Well, no, that's what I said to you. But then you turned around and said to her, oh, my God, her hairdresser died. The woman who's supposed to come out and do their hair died. And she was like, oh, my God, is that an omen? I didn't even say it to her first. She came up with it on her own. I mean, I'm not superstitious. I feel like shit happens. Like, my whole family could die before my wedding. You think I'm canceling that bitch? Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) As long as Papa's still alive, we're getting motherfucked married. (laughs) This is what's going to happen. Excuse me, I gotta go across the street and see if the neighbor will walk me down the aisle. Oh my god, I know. And I'm like, I so I've made all these arrangements. I've I've done all this. I haven't got a lick of work done today because I've been doing nothing but dealing with you know, trying to get this, like, rehashed and, you know, some of your, you know, the family things that we have going on, like, get ready for everything. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, I just cannot believe this happened. I'm like, seriously, I go to get baptized, my my bathroom catches on fire. I go to get married, my hairdresser dies. I'm like, I may be reading too much into this. I mean, but we got Megan Owen, and that bitch gives good head. I know, yeah, we did, we did get, um, and the I, actual makeup artist and found I me. her. Yes, the makeup artist found me, so he's still able to come. And our friend Megan, thank God for Megan. Megan actually does all kinds of neat things. She um, does specialized gifts, too. Okay. Like, she's, like, really talented. She, like, does shirts and mugs mm-hmm. and all kinds of different things with different sayings on it. Yep, she's got a cry cut. Yeah. Just like Jen. Yeah. Just like Carrie. It seems Everybody loves be, those things. Seems to be the new trend. Well, I think Beth calls it a cricket. Well, it is. People call it a cricket, but it's called a cry cut. Is it a cry cut? Okay, that's how I always thought of it. And she said a cricket. But anyway, I just had to share that with you guys because I'm like, oh, my God, what are the odds? Well, what my, are the odds? My weekend wasn't as eventful. Yeah? It really wasn't. No? I couldn't even tell you what I did on Saturday. Saturday. I went to the pub. Maybe. I don't remember. Oh, my oh, God. No, I remember. Okay, so it's Wendy's birthday <coughs> today. Oh, wait, it's her birthday. Happy birthday, Wendy. You went over this weekend. So we went and threw axes on Saturday. Yes, I saw the pictures. That looked like you guys had such a good time. Yeah, such a good time. By the way, I'm fucking awesome at it. Are you? I got six bullseyes, and I got two bullseyes before anybody else even hit the fucking board. Wow, smelling you. Right. Oh, my God. So I was super good at it, Um, and we had a really great time, and... Lester, who is such an asshole, he just, he is who he is. He makes me laugh. He's got a very sick, twisted sense of humor. <laughs> I, oh, I but still we, glad he told you what he told you that one time. So, when Lester's uh. brother passed away, he had just started seeing Wendy. And me and Wendy and Allison and Lester were outside of the funeral home, and we were talking. And Lester's aunt said something, and he introduced everybody and he was like, and this is my friend, my, this is the girl I'm seeing, because she wasn't his girlfriend yet. <gasps> this is the girl I'm seeing, Wendy. And his aunt said, oh, Whitney, it's nice to meet you. Oh, my God. So me and Allison were both like, yep, Whitney, that's yours now. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's why you call her White Whitney? No, 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 no. No. The gay boys at Ted who called me White Whitney. Oh, called you White Whitney. Oh, okay. But, Sorry. Um... 
Jay love Jay's like, oh my god, they actually really fucking said it. Um, <laughs> it's not just you this time. Uh-huh. Um, I know I'm missing um, his boyfriend's <coughs> drag show on Friday. I was supposed to go, but now we're going to get our stuff done for you. Where is it? It's in Philly. Oh, okay. So anyway, so Lester had these party pizza made, and he was very like, like he got wins from Windstop, but he got only flats because Wendy loves flats. Aww. And he got two big party pizzas and spelled out in pepperoni. One said, happy birthday, Wendy. And one said, happy birthday, Whitney. And everybody started eating the Whitney pizza. She was like, everybody went for the Whitney pizza. Bitch, we know what kind of night it's going to be. <laughs> because now whenever she gets drunk, it's Whitney. Okay, Whitney. <laughs> so it's Whitney's birthday today, and I love her. And I'm so glad that, you know, she's in my life. Um, she's very, very sweet. We don't get to the, see enough of her. She's the nicest. But now that COVID's over, she's out and about more. Um, yeah, her and Allison birthday. are actually down at the beach today. Oh, nice. So, they went down to the beach for the day for the birthday. Okay. Um, can I do a shout out, though? Because I did reach out to our friend Allison to kind of, um, do a pitch hit for this whole thing that went down with the hair. And she was willing to do it. Like, she was willing, like, look, if you can be, if you, if I can come at, like, 8 a.m., I'll do it. Because I have plans already to be there or two, but I'll do it. Can I just do a shout out to Allison Demby? Thank you so much it's, for the things that you it's did. It's Warwick. Oh, it's Warwick? Allison Warwick. Her married name is Warwick. The bitch is married. Well, I only know her as Denby. Yeah. I never changed it. I still have her. Oh, it is Denby. Her married name is Denby. Her maiden name is Warwick. You're right. It is Allison Denby. How dare you. God, she's going to hear this and be like, you fucking twat monster. I know. Well, I want to just do a shout out to her because thank you so much. You were willing to just, you know, jump in there at eight o'clock in the morning, even though it was going to be a long day because it's July 4th. So, yeah, I have to do a shout out to you for being so wonderful for trying to help. Thank you. But then on Sunday, oh, Sunday. So Sunday, Paco, Saturday was Sally's birthday. Happy birthday to my Sally. Happy birthday, Sally. She's so nice. I love her so, so much. So Sally's birthday was Saturday. I love our and relationship. And she, she was out on a, um, on a boat Saturday, and she was having a good time and, you know, doing her thing. But on Sunday, her and I and Bacon, or not Bacon, Jason, we're going magnet fishing. Mm-hmm. So Paco chimes in on Sat on Friday and was like, "Babe, you know why don't I go with you? I'll drive. I'll drive mm-hmm. the suburban down. Everybody be comfortable in the back, and we'll go real fishing." So he worked an extra extra hours on Saturday so he could get off early on Sunday to drive all of us down to the beach. Mm-hmm. And it was such a good time. We went down to the Cape Henlopen Pier, and I caught with my magnet. First of all, Sally went to buy herself a magnet and ended up buying herself three. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how it happened. She's got three magnets and a grappling hook. I have one magnet. <laughs> and a grappling hook? And a grappling hook. Oh, I my. I a grappling hook. I think Jason lost it. I probably lost it, but I'm going to go with it was Jason. Okay. Because Jason usually carries the, the tool bucket. Okay. Anyway, so we go down there and... Sally and, and Paco are fishing, and Sally finally, towards the end of the night, caught one fish, and Paco caught two. So, I'm, like, dropping my magnet down, and Sally's magnets are really nice, like, they're heavy pool. So, I have Sally's magnet, and Jason's got mine, and we're on the separate sides of the thing. So, okay. I drop my magnet down, and I'm like, ooh, I got something heavy. What is that? So, I pull up, and I see it's a crab trap, and it's stuck on the bottom of the pier on one of the pillars where all the barnacles are. Yeah. So, I'm like, oh, my God, I need to get this. So, I'm like, Jason! Jason, give me the grappling hook. And, like, I'm so excited. Like, people stop and watch. I'm like, oh, my God, I got something big. Because you got a crab pot? It was. 
first of all. Well, no, is that, did you know at this point it was a crab no. pot? All I know is it was something, something big. big. Okay, that's what I was trying to figure out. Because you said crab pot already, so I didn't know. So if I'm pulling like, up, I'm pulling up, like, and I see it's a crab pot. And I'm like, I can't get it. I'm like, Jason, go get the grappling hook. And he's like, taking his time. I was like, Jason. He was like, it's not going anywhere, Jamie. It's, you need the hook. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm like, hurry up, I want it. So I pull this thing out, and I'm so excited, and there's these boys that are standing next to us, and they start clapping when I bring it up. I'm like, thank you, thank you. And when I pull it on oh the deck. Oh, my God, over a crab pot. When I pull it <laughs> onto the deck, there are two crabs in it, alive. Oh! And I'm like, oh, my God, they're tangled in, like, these old fishing wires and stuff, like, fishing line that was stuck in on there, too. And these poor little crabs are, like, tangled up, and I'm like, baby, where's your knife? So, oh, you got to save the crabs. So I had to save the crabs, but Sally brought me the knife. I was like, well, she's not baby, but I guess she'll do. <laughs> because Paco was just tired of my shit by then. Right. <laughs> so he, she brings it over, and there's two very nice guys come over, and one sits down, and he starts cutting off this wire, this, like, fishing line, and he sets these crabs free. And he's like, well, it's a good thing that, you know, you set them free, because if you look here, she's pregnant. These are female crabs. What? probably 16, 17 tops, like, with knowledge. And he's like, you know, these are female crabs. He was like, if you pull this flap, see that, that's their eggs. You know, it's really important that, you know, we put them back so they can repopulate the, the ocean. And I'm like, oh, well, thanks, Bill Nye. But he, he, <laughs> Bill Nye. He, he was trying, and, and one of the crabs dropped its arm because he was, like, scared. And he was like, it's okay, it'll grow back. And I'm like, okay. So he gets it all done, and I get this this thing, and I put it. It dropped its own arm off? Yeah. It's a de- like a defense mechanism. Like really? If a predator has its arms, it can release its arm. No shit. Yeah, and then it grows back. Oh, okay. So anyway, so, so I get this crab pot, and I'm so excited. Like I'm like, look what I got. And people are like, yay, that's a big find. Like, Oh, my God. They're fueling you on. Right, and the only person that is that probably is like, good job, babe. Earlier that day, <laughs> he gave her the squint eyes. Though, good job. Okay. Earlier that day, <laughs> earlier that day, I picked up a railroad like spike, and in the railroad spike, when I brought it up, a horseshoe crab had it. Like it didn't want to let it go. No, it had it in its little claw, and I'm like, babe. He's like, you just pulled up a whole entire crab. This thing was like this big. It Why didn't do you take these pictures? I had two hands on the rope. I know, but somebody couldn't take pictures? No. No. I, we were busy. But anyway. Ugh. All right. So, I am get fishing. I'm having a great time. Sally and, all, and Paco are doing their thing. Me and Jason are just finding treasure. So I put, <laughs> Finding treasure. So, I put my crab pot in the bucket, and Paco's like, what are you going to do with those? I was like, they're my treasures. Oh, my God, he didn't want you to bring him home? And he's like, what? I'm like, it's my treasure. He was like, it is a soggy, wet, from the ocean crab pie. It's got netting, and it smells disgusting. Uh, I'm like, I understand that, but there's like 18 sinkers caught in here, and I want to make sure that I get them out before I throw away the netting. Right. Because he can use them, <coughs> and sinkers are expensive. So he's like, fine. So we're driving down the... The road back home, it's like 10 o'clock at night, and you could smell the crab pot, and he's like, baby, baby. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I smell your fucking treasure. No! I was like, that sounded gross. You shouldn't, oh. you shouldn't be able to smell my treasure. 
And he was no. like, he was like, you know what I'm talking about. I smell that damn crab pot. You should be able to smell so my treasure. So now my crab pot is currently sitting out by the front door. It's not allowed in the house. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, do you want to know who else wasn't allowed in the house? Who else wasn't the allowed? The jailhouse that is. Who? Bill Cosby. Had oh, his... I'm so excited he's getting out. Yeah, his Look. conviction was overturned. Here's the and thing. he is out. He is 83 years old and he walked out of a correctional institution in Phoenix, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania on Wednesday afternoon, which is today. I know people are like, oh, Bill Cosby, and I shouldn't be excited that he's getting out because people are going to come for me for that. But here's the thing. I feel like the crimes that he went to jail for, as heinous as they were, I mean, I don't know. I, I shouldn't excuse things just because they're in the 80s. You know, you know what? I think for me it was very, very difficult. Um, it was very difficult for me to see him in a light because I wanted so badly for him to be the same person he presented himself to be on the Cosby show. So it was, um, I don't know, it was almost a traumatizing experience for me to have to look at him as this predator, I guess. You know what I mean? And it's not that I didn't want to listen to what all these women were saying, because it's, it's kind of like, all right, I can't say that, I make this comment all the time, and it sounds weird when I talk about, like, UFOs. I'm like, look, if 99% of UFOs are pure bullshit, you can explain it away, that still leaves 1%. That still means it's true, right? So if Bill Cosby, <coughs> sorry, I'm still fighting this little bit of cold that I'm trying to get rid of, has all these women coming out after him. You know what I mean? I mean, he had so many women coming back and up, another woman, another woman, another woman. It's like, all right, even if, you know, say there was 10 women and nine of them were wrong, that still meant one was right and he did the wrong thing. So he did. It was very, very difficult for me to hear it. It was difficult for me to want him to be something different. And I know that's not based in reality, but I think a lot of us had problems with that. A lot of us had problems seeing him some other way. He was very wholesome to us for a very long time. Even when he continued to do the Jello Pop commercials, remember the Jello, Jello pudding, pops? pudding pops? Yes, and I would want those stupid pudding pops all the time. And we were pretty poor growing up, so when we got Jello pudding pops and not the Bobo kind, like my mom would be like, "Here's some pops," and I'm like, "Oh, this is like a popsicle. This is not a fudge pop. This is not a pudding pop. It's not the same thing, Mom. You know how dare you try to give me like a chocolate fudge?" Pudding pops were delicious. 50 calorie popsicle. Pudding pops were delicious. They were not they the had, same, though. They were like pudding, frozen, actual frozen pudding. They had that little ice like layer on it, and you'd bite into the little ice layer. Yes. And then it would just melt in your mouth. It was fantastic. I mean, so, I don't know. So, apparently, this is what it says, and this is according to ABC News. So, it's the Daddy News, and apparently it just happened today. And it says, Bill Cosby was released from prison Wednesday after his conviction on sexual assault charges was overturned by Pennsylvania's highest court. The 83-year-old Cosby walked out of the state correctional institution Phoenix in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, Wednesday afternoon. Cosby's publicist, Andrew Wyatt, told ABC News earlier Wednesday that he was going to pick Cosby up at the prison. Aerial footage from Philadelphia ABC station blah, 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 showed Cosby getting out of a car at his Elk Elkins Park, Pennsylvania mansion Wearing a maroon t-shirt and baggy trousers, he flashed a peace sign as people helped him walk into his home. Cosby later emerged from his home and walked to the end of his driveway where he stood with Wyatt and his lawyers as they addressed the media. Cosby smiled as reporters asked him to respond to no longer being incarcerated, incarcerated, but he declined to speak. 
What we saw today was justice, justice for all Americans, Wyatt said. Really, for all Americans? One of Cosby's appellate attorneys, Jennifer Bonjean, said she and the rest of Cosby's legal team was thrilled to have him home. He served three years of an unjust sentence. He did it with dignity, principle, and he was a mentor to other inmates, Bonjean said. He was really, as I say, doing the time. The time was not doing him. And so they kind of go on and talk about it. It says, today's majority decision regarding Bill Cosby is not only disappointing, but of concern in that it may discourage those who seek justice for sexual assault in the criminal justice system from reporting or participating in the prosecution of the assailant or may force the victim to choose between filing either a criminal or civil action. Constand and lawyer said in a statement, and Constand is Andre Constand from Temple University. Cosby served three years of his sentence. I mean, when he served time in jail, it's fine. Like I, I some I, people may not believe it was enough. I don't really believe that he was as guilty as I can't believe it. Like, and and I know that's terrible because if he is guilty, people <coughs> come at me. But I. I don't know. Like, he, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a child of the 80s and I just see Phil Huxtable. <laughs> That's right what I was saying. But they, this is what they're saying happened. This is how they're saying they got him out. So they're saying he was found. So Steele. It says somebody from Steele here. I can't remember. Anyway, it says he was found guilty by a jury and now goes free on a procedural issue that is irrelevant to the facts of the crime. So somehow they found a loophole. It wasn't because they found him I just didn't understand wrong. why these bitches waited like 40 fucking thousand years to come out of the woodwork about it. And I think that's what bothers me. Like, I feel like these bitches that came out just did it for clout. Like, I'm, I'm not victim shaming at all. But if these, this is happening, why weren't you saying something then? Well, a lot of people say that it's very traumatizing for them. And, you know, and then you come up against somebody like Bill Cosby and look what happened. I mean, look at me and you even. And I'm not saying she's right, wrong, or whatever, because I, I don't really know. None of us have been here. But he was convicted by a jury of peers. So we have to know that, that that's our democracy working in, you know, in its perfect. That's not perfect, actually. It's very imperfect at times. But that's what that's what our democracy is. We have a jury of peers. So he was found guilty of that. But some people say it's very, very difficult to go up against somebody like Bill Cosby and the clout that he has. And for this very reason, look at how you and I are acting. Like, we don't want to believe that this happened. We don't want to believe that. That's, so that's, I see it. that's So legit. I can see that. What bothers me, though, is that there's like 20 women, and not a single fucking one of them came forward? That's what I'm saying. Like fucking 20 of you? Like at some point? Because somebody's got a big-ass fucking mouth. Right? I know I do. I know. I know the fuck you do. I got a big-ass mouth. So I'm like, I understand very much like the trauma, but at some point between 20 women, you all were like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, was there something else? Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, moving on, the point is that he's out free right now. And I don't know that in terms of the victims, if it truly is what happened, okay, a jury of the peers says that it did. I don't know if that's justice to them. So if it's really true, do you really think that your rapist, seeing your rapist, like go free after three years on a procedural thing? I don't know. Wouldn't that be hurtful to you? I don't know. But if he didn't do it and he's home and these women were all just piling on thinking they were going to get money? He's not going to like go on shows. But he's, he's like not, 83. He's not going His days to, are numbered. He's, he's not going to be out and about, like, at parties and shit. He's 83 years old. The man is going home, and he's going to die. At some point. Watch this man out fucking live all of us, though. At some point, he's going to die. I mean, he's nowhere near the same shape as fucking Betty White. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Betty White. Anyway. I love Betty White. Let's get to something, and I this is a good, because it'll segue into one of your stories. Okay. So I have from Newsweek by Sarah Santora. 
It was published on 6 2921 hmm And it says, Bride demands entire neighborhood not to use her out- the outdoor space during her two-day wedding. What? So it says, one bride in Alaska decided she wanted to host a two-day wedding ceremony. Reception in a public... Oh, a wedding reception. Oh, wedding ceremony slash reception. Okay, there it is. In a public wooded area to ensure the weekend went smoothly, she posted a note to a tree in the area where the wedding was to be held, asking locals not to not to camp that weekend and to expect loud music. However, the note quickly backfired. Many of the area's residents <coughs> expressed their outrage with the bride's demands, and the bride herself spoke directly to the upset residents in a tense Facebook post. <laughs> In a Reddit thread called Wedding Shaming, a Redditor posted a photo of the bride's note. The note reads, Friday and Saturday, June 18th and 19th, we will be hosting our wedding ceremony and reception. Please do not camp here. We have an entire guest list arriving for the weekend to celebrate, so if you decide to any decide to anyways, we will set up around you and do it anyway. Make sure you Oh my god! Make sure you have a gift and a dish for the barbecue. A second smaller note says PS. This will be loud music and late night type of weekend, so if you are here, accept that. There will be 50 plus of us. Thank you for understanding. According to the Redditor, the area is a, is a public use area within their neighborhood. If they're in a neighborhood where they and their neighbors walk and ATV and camp, the Redditors also allege the bride didn't have a permit. Oh, shit, shit. Oh, the entitlement of some people. So she's just like, I'm claiming this spot. <coughs> Dibs. You know what? I don't understand where people think they can just, I mean, the caucasity. Anyway, right. Anyway, she didn't even have, she didn't have a permit. She didn't leave contact information or have the facilities necessary to carry out the planned ceremony. On the same day, the original poster shared the photo of the sign to Reddit. They shared an updated photo that shows the community's direct response to the bride. In a note taped over the bride's, Someone said, hey, congrats on your upcoming wedding, but your plan to host a ton of people in a black and play loud music for two days is not going to work for the residents in this area. The notes writer wanted to know where the bride's guests will park and how they will use the bathroom. They also warned if the wedding isn't, isn't relocated and causes a nuisance, troopers will be called and cars will be towed. Another oh note, my god, you're kidding. She did not say that. Yeah, this uh, they typed it right over the, the bride's note. Another note alleged there would be a teenage campout and photo shoot that weekend. Good luck, they said, as well as, as, as well as go away. It's not clear if holding an event in the area is illegal, but from the poster's response in the thread, it doesn't appear to be. In response to a redditor asking if residents could report the upcoming wedding to local rangers, the original poster said it's not a park, so no rangers. It's been reported to several agencies, but nothing can really be done of it until they show up. Um, and they start breaking rules. I'm definitely worried about the wildfire, too. We have we have a high fire danger right now. Right. So I'm bagging up. So it says three days after posting the photos, the original poster shared another update with redditors. According to the post, of the brides addresses addressed the note on Facebook, which caused further tension with the area residents. Oh Lord! And it said, "I in no way wanted to offend the community." The bride said at the beginning of her comment, in what appears to be a community post, her identity was still kept anonymous by the poster. The my sign was an effort to detour punk kids trying to party. I can assure the community that we will not be a disturbance and we will not leave a mess. She continued to explain she was inviting ten people, all their, 
all with multiple children under the, under the age of 15. She also alleged she would be calling troopers to ensure she could continue with the ceremony and then and again apologized as well as left her contact information for those wanting to ask further questions. In a separate follow-up comment, she told residents on, a trooper would be on patrol not only to make sure that they were respectful, but also to keep the community respectful. Oh, Lord. Sounds like she's trying uh -huh. to back things up a little. In no way, shape, or form are we doing anything wrong, she continued, but residents were pacified by her comments. Some were offended. She was even, she was implying that they would be loud and disrespectful. Though she admitted she would be playing loud music, many argued her tone was passive-aggressive and felt she should have rented proper space to hold the ceremony rather than taken over a public area. When the bride oh, apologized for miscommunication and again explained she was worried about shithead partiers, Someone commented, I'm sorry, I wish you would be honest. I think that's a cop-out, and you just want to be the victim pretending the sign was for teenagers. They also, mm -hmm. they were also angry that she called troopers to patrol the event. Why would you e even contact the troopers, asked the commenter. This whole thing is a waste of their time. It's a public and free space. If there is room left by the time you get there, set up. If not, move the fuck on. The bride alleged she wanted a peaceful weekend and contacted troopers because people were threatening to bring firearms. Uh, I will not be met with guns by the community with small children when nothing has wrong has been done. One commenter agreed on one should one should escalate anything with firearms, but told the bride the better way to have approached the situation would have been to communicate up front that she did not she would not be disruptive and expected the same courtesy in return. The original poster did not give a full update about after the ceremony when one redditor asked for details of the event. The poster said, "As far as I can tell, not much happened." No new Facebook drama aside from one of the neighbors making a vague reference about not all the problems were posted on Facebook. The people that need need to know have been informed, whatever that means. Mm. I honestly think the whole thing was blown out of proportion, they continued. It was just some rednecks posting a tone-deaf announcement about their camping party. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's funny. Tone-deaf rednecks. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> Okay, well, I think if we're going to... Sorry. Oh, my God. Do you know that I work that motherfucking phone? It's right. got a mind of its own. I do. Well, I have one, too, about brides, so I guess we're going to be just on that one. And I actually, when I went into this, I was like, when I read the the headline at first, I was like, ew. But then I read what it was, and I was like, oh. So, anyway, this is according to Insider. This is from June 24th, and it is from Julia Naftalin. Says the bride who went viral for giving her bridesmaids mandatory wedding commitments showed us her guide and said she wished she'd added more. So it says bride to be Lisa Torres went viral on TikTok after talking about the detailed letter of mandatory wedding commitments she gave to each of her bridesmaids. Now Torres is sharing her letter in full, plus the changes she'd make to the document as she did it all over again in the hopes of helping other brides have a more seamless wedding experience. In the June 6th TikTok, Torres, a 29 year old from San Antonio, Texas, explained that she presented each of her prospective bridesmaids with the two-page letter along with a box of goodies when she asked them to be in her wedding. The reaction was positive, but Torres told Insider she did it again. The document would be even more detailed. Torres told Insider she created the document after experiencing miscommunication as a, bridesmaid herself, as a bridesmaid herself and hearing similar stories from her friends. Whenever I was listening to their complaints, it really seemed to stem from a lack of clarity from the beginning, she said. But presenting the documents to each of her friends was a nerve-wracking experience because she had no clue how they react. When she handed over the list of expectations, Torres knew she made the right decision. Whenever they opened it, they were like, wow, this is like, this is really good, said Torres. <laughs> oh my God, it's like so nice of you. It was Thank like you. so awesome. 
So, Becky, did you see this? I, I'm telling you, and then I read the document because I'm like, you are a bride fucking villa, is what you live, is what you is. Because Beth put me into a bride group, and these people are like bridezillas. You think it's so terrible? It's like, uh, do you think I'm an asshole? But like in a brides group, oh, and a lot of them really are, and they're like, I don't even give a fuck. I want to go on vacation. I want to do this, and blah, 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 blah. and like they tell these women, like I expect you to do this for me, and I expect you to do that for me, and I think they should be able to do it. And do you think that's too much to ask? And it's five hundred dollars, but all the other things that I went to for you, like you would believe the crap that I've seen. So anyway, she says, "Your this is her document." Okay. Tell me what you think. Okay. Says, your friendship is important to me. When I was a bridesmaid, I didn't realize the commitment, costs, and expectations. This is why I want to be fully transparent about the details before you make a decision. The costs, she says up front. Wedding attire. I'm leaning towards a dusty rose color bridesmaid's dress, nude heels, and nude gold accessories. Beyond that, you can choose the rest. One shoulder, strapless, v-neck, she doesn't care. Dress, shoes, alterations, and accessories are from your budget. Uncertain of cost, but Google says the average of a bridesmaid's dress is $200. Hopefully, freedom in the design can help you snag a deal. Right. So that was kind of nice, wasn't it? Like, as long as it's this color, like, wear whatever you want. So she says, feel free to get a secondhand dress or use new shoes, accessories you already own. Then she says, the bachelorette party. She says, my desired destination is an all-inclusive resort in Mexico in April 2022. The ideal time frame will be Thursday to Sunday so that we'd have a full day on Friday and Saturday. As of April 2021, Google says it'll cost $500, airfare, stay, and drinks, if we book by May 31st. Other potential costs. I'm going to provide the stay for the night at the rehearsal dinner, but the wedding night stay and our transportation back to your place will be on you. Maybe those shirts that say bride squad or something, I'm not 100% sure. And then you don't have to pay or host the bridal shower. I'm not even sure if I want one. Commitments, not mandatory. If you live over an hour away, I don't want to obligate you to making one-day trips for the bridal shower or wedding dress shopping. You're welcome to come, but no worries if you don't. Encourage, but not mandatory. Bridal shower, if I have one, and wedding dress shopping. Mandatory, rehearsal dinner, wedding day, and bachelorette trip. And then she does frequently ask bridesmaid questions according to Google. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think so far this is not, like, terrible. No, she's not. She's, like, saying this is... I mean, I, I would have made the girls' trip mandatory, but. Well, that is rehearsal, wedding day, and bachelor trip. It is mandatory to her. So it says, um, when is the wedding? And she says when it is. Um, who else is in the bridal party? She says who she's asking. Do we all have to sit at the table? She says no. Will you expect me to make any appearance changes, like dye her hair, lose weight, any of that stuff? She's like, oh, no, that's weird. Do I have to propose, postpone any life events, wedding planning, family planning? No, once again, that's weird. What happens if I don't want to be a bridesmaid? And she says, keep these gifts as a symbol of my love and text telling me that you will not be a bridesmaid. No hard feelings. See, is that nice? Mm-hmm. And then she says, what if I, or it says, what if, what if I don't want to be a bridesmaid, but I still want to be a part of the wedding? And she says, let me know. At a minimum, we would need officiants and us and ushers. At this point, I don't know if we would need um, readers, door holders, et cetera. I'll try my best to honor the request, but it's not a guarantee. Right. Meaning, like, if you want to be a part of it and you have something you want to do, I could probably just fit you in the wedding somewhere else. And it says, what about hair and makeup? And she said, I'm here for your hair and makeup. And um, they said, what if I want to be in the wedding, but I can't afford it? And she says, reach out to me and we can talk about um, costs and I'll help you if I can. That's super sweet. See? What? So, you see how it changed my mind? Like, look at me. It's a whole new world. Right. Because I'm, like, changing my mind. The headline is very misleading. 
And then you're like, this bitch. And they were like, oh, she's nice. Like, I'd be her bridesmaid. Yeah, she's like, look, I really just, it's my my wedding, and I really want to go on this trip. And, you know, there's these certain things I want, but outside right. of that, don't worry about it. She doesn't even sound like a bridezilla, but, it, bridezilla, but it's like, if you sign up to do these things, you are expected to do them. Right. And don't say, I didn't tell you this is what I wanted from you. Right, because here it is in, fine, in black and white. Well, I asked Jamie. I told Jamie. I'm not having bridesmaids, but I really want you to do something. So she's going to be the flower girl. Yep. It's very exciting for you. Very excited. She's never been a flower girl and she's going to be one. Going to molest Uncle Gary. Oh my God. <laughs> she's straight. Oh my God. She has a thing for my Uncle Gary, I guess in a jokey kind of way. And me and my mom almost vomited the other night when she started making her little jokes. Because she said she was going to go down the aisle and twerk on him. <laughs> she's going to fling out like, you know, like, petals to people. And then, and then she's going to do the booby shake in front of his face or twerk on him. And my poor mom almost keeled over. You seen her face, right? Right. She was like, oh. And oh then you were God. like, you were like, I need Jamie to dry hump one of my relatives. <laughs> <laughs> well, could I just say that it was so fun talking about it because it was like everybody decided how they want to like, you know, walk down, walk the, down aisle. the aisle and you want to walk down to the final countdown. Mm-hmm. The final countdown. As she's flinging rose petals at people. Uh-huh. So she's doing that. And then Beth Ann is going down to two different songs. She's going down to Like a Prayer. Uh-huh. And then when she gets up at the pulpit. It'll be the Prince song. Dear beloved, we are gathered here today for this thing called life. I think it would be really great, though, for them to start playing it. Everybody's like, woo, yeah, you know, let's go crazy. You know, and everybody's loving it. And then she goes like this with her hands, and she gets everybody quiet. And they're like, oh, oh, it's time to sit down. And then all of a sudden, it's just the bridal mark. This is the most hillbilly-ass fucking shit. I want you to understand, but it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a good time. It is going to be an absolute good time. It's going to be a fantastic. Your mom's like, we need to get her a basket. (laughs) You got a basket. I was like, we got a basket. But your mom was like, I was going to get her a basket. I, love your mom. <laughs> I do have to say one little thing about my mom. My mom and dad lost their puppy this week. Poor Yodi passed away. Oh my god, that was your puppy. Then it was that their was my puppy. puppy, and then it was their puppy. Yes, and it was very very sad. Um, they actually they had to put him to sleep because the motherfucker was selfish and wouldn't just die on his own. He was like 187 <laughs> years old. I know. Well, he couldn't walk anymore. And I'll tell you why I said what I said because people are going to call and be like, "You are the man's worst people in the world." And thank God, like when this finally does catch on. People are going to hear this episode and be like, you're a piece of shit for what you just said. But anyway. The one girl is Team Cosby and the other girl is like, fuck that dog. Yeah, you could just fucking die on your own. Okay, so um, the whole thing was, <laughs> I've always told my dog, I could not put you to sleep. Like, I love you so much. It will devastate me. You and I have to have a talk. I look her in the eyeballs and I'm like, you're going to have to drop dead on me because I'm not going to be able to put you to sleep. I'm a pussy. I'm not going to be able to do it. Yep. You're going to suffer. So I'm going to need you to just drop dead when you're taking a shit outside one day in your yard. I don't know. Something. I might be able to do it. So when this happened with Yodi, he, was, he wasn't he was able to walk anymore or anything. And because they were trying to have to hold him up so he could, like, go to the bathroom and stuff, he was starting to be in pain from that. His back legs just went. And he was just in all kinds of pain. So my mom said, though, at the end, like, they knew they had to take him. They were all upset. And um, <clears throat> they got to the vet. And I always forget that he's kind of an asshole. Mm-hmm. And I always think of him as this all, like, just sweet, sweet dog. Well, when they got to the vet, they had to put a muzzle on because he's fucking mean. Yeah, are you kidding? The first time I met that dog, when we started hanging out again at your old house in Newark Oaks, it tried to eat my fucking face off. No, I know. Um, But, yeah, he's, like, kind of a dick. So, the um, 
the vet had to come out and give him a shot in his butt because they couldn't take him in because he'll try and bite them to death. Oh, my God. So they put a shot in his butt, and he passed on out, and then just never woke back up again. My mom was, like, devastated. She was, like, she was like he really went, like, he needed to go. But I was, like, this is horrifying. As she's telling me, she's, like, he had a good life. I know he had a good life. I know I made the right decision. Oh, You know, and she's, like, all upset. And all I'm, like, oh, my God, they shot him in the butt. You didn't even get to say goodbye. I'm, like, and I'm traumatized just hearing it. So I had a tether talk with Lainey. I went up to that bed that night, and I always do the same thing. I always flip my pillow to the other side of the bed because she's always at the bottom of the bed between her feet. And I lay with her, and I pet her every night, and I said, we got to talk about our agreement again. <laughs> like, like her and I have made this agreement. Like, you know, we've done it. We're looking each other in the eye. Like, we have an unspoken thing. And I'm like, I'm telling you right now, you're going to have to drop dead in the yard or something. I'm not going to be able to put you down. Like, I'm not going to be able to do what my, my parents just did to Yodi. And if the day ever comes, I want you to go find Yodi, okay? And my man Bruce is like, would you shut the fuck up, like, seriously right now? Because I'm devastated over it. He's like, this is the most weirdest conversation. I mean, it was sad. Like, when Kira, Kira realized um, that she was being selfish because Chica was, like, 18 years old and her, her, um, her quality of life was really bad and she couldn't see and... She kept running into things and she just walked in circles. Yeah. And it was really awful. And Kira would, like, I would say to Kira, you know, maybe it's time. And she would, like, lose her shit. She was like, maybe it's time you put your kid down. <laughs> I know. Because it so, does feel like that. So I'm like, I'm like, but when she called me and she was like, we're putting Chica down. Like, she got off the phone with me and I cried. I cried because it wasn't even my dog, but she's been my sister's dog for 16 years I now. I know. And, you know, I was the Aunt Jamie. I'd walk in the door and be like, oh, my God, here's Aunt Jamie's girl, Aunt Chica. <laughs> and, like, even when she couldn't see, she always knew who I was. Like, she would <laughs> be like. Because voice, yeah. Yeah, so I get it. I get I, I feel bad for your mom. That's really, really sad. Well, she's had just such a crazy, awful week. She also got ripped off by a contractor. What? too. Yeah, a contractor, like, completely ripped them off. So she was already upset all over that. And then, like, immediately after that, she's got to put her dog down. And now she's trying to get her house, you know, the yard ready for this freaking wedding. And it's a fucking heat wave. And my parents are, like, 60 years old. Like, they're not old, but they're not young. And they're like, this fucking heat can suck a dick. Like, right. Oh, I agree. Anyway, yeah. let's let's move off subject. That's fine. So, um, I have this very interesting one. It doesn't have anything to do with brides or dogs or, but does kind of have to do with animals. <laughs> So, um, this is, we, we can do, this has been like a wedding episode. Oh my gosh, I guess, I guess that's what it turned into. I want to get to Brittany though. We got to talk about Brittany or we're just, we're remiss in who we are well, as, maybe you as can a find, people. Maybe you can find something in this. I'm going to find a way to segue in. We have to so talk anyway, about Brittany. So um, anyway, it's Brittany, bitch. But you know what it's not? It's not tuna, bitch. In the Subway <laughs> Sandwiches. Because this is on Dipply. Um, it's by Ashley Hunt, and it was um, posted on June 23rd. There is no tuna DNA found in Subway tuna sandwiches. What? Why are we not surprised? What the shit is that? What is I don't it? know. Subway is a popular sandwich chain for, for a reason, and yet they've under they've become under fire for some months over their, their protein offerings. The tuna lawsuits filed against the chain. Really? Tuna lawsuits? Have questioned whether or not Subway's tuna sandwiches and salads are made with real tuna. According to research conducted by an independent lab recently, there is no tuna DNA in Subway's tuna. And that was that was reported by People, the magazine, so the Big Daddy News. 
Since Why Jan- are they DNAing two of Since this? January of this year, Subway has been on a wrong on the wrong end of a class action suit, claiming that the chain does not, in fact, use real tuna. Rather, they use synthetic ingredients that <gasps> imitate the fish in orders to cut costs. What? Oh no! And how is that? How does that end there? It just ends there. Like that's how it ends. That's how it fucking ends. Oh my god. So, that's just ridiculous. You can't just stick us on that. Because how do you even get into that? Okay, let me just start here. Who gets a bug up their ass to say, you know what? I'm at Subway. I'm sitting out and eating this tuna fish. You know what? I don't know if this tuna fish is fucking tuna fish. The New York Times tested more than 60 inches worth of Subway tuna sandwiches from California locations to determine if the sandwiches had one out of every, had one out of every five different tuna species. The Subway tuna saga continues. After a lab study found no evidence of tuna DNA following testing of Subway sandwiches and wraps, the New York Times commissioned their own um, testing to have more than 60 inches worth of Subway tuna sandwiches tested by lab following a lawsuit in January, which claimed there's no real tuna. Um, The Washington Post was the first to report the allegations made by two California residents. Are you ready? Yeah. Karen... (laughs) <laughs> Dahawana da, oh Karen Danawa and Nilima Nilima N-I-L-I-M-A Nilima? Nilima okay sounds good I'm in works who filed the lawsuits in, in the U.S. Um, district court in California samples of the tuna from Subway were picked up from three locations in Los Angeles and lab conducted a, P- a PCR test to determine if the chain restaurant's tuna included um, included one of the five different species of tuna. The New York Times was re- was relieved. Oh, what the New York Times revealed as the outlet notes the seafood list complied compiled by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. So there are. So they're saying it's all synthetic from all three. I don't know. It says um, administration defines fifteen species of fish that can be labeled as tuna. Fifteen species. So there's fifteen oh, species right, that can be related as tuna. Subway claims that they use skipjack and yellowfin tuna, species that lab used. Species that the lab used in New York, um, and it says no amplified tuna DNA was present in the sample, in any of them. Mm-mm. And they're saying it's they've come up. I mean, so that they retest it. If yeah, that, to, there has to be something else. They have to they test have that, something in They it. cannot identify any tuna. They can't even identify what the species of fish it is. I mean, but, I mean, can they identify what it is just in general, regardless? It says the lab spokesman added, there's two conclusions. One, it's so heavily processed that whatever we could pull out, we couldn't make an identification. Or we got some, and there's just nothing there. That's, that's tuna. I mean, I'm just wondering, you know what I mean? In my case, I'm wondering if they, okay, well, we know it's not tuna, so what is it? I guess they're trying to figure it out. Just to figure out what it actually is, Um, like, to really confirm that does not sound like Subway's they know. tuna is made from a mixture of various concoctions that do not constitute tuna, yet have been blended together by dif- by um, defendants that imitate the appearance of tuna. The complaint allegedly comes after the plaintiffs had multiple samples of the tuna taken from Subway across California tested in labs to find out that there is no tuna in their tuna. You know what, though? Like, how bored must you fucking be to be like, I, I need know. to go get this done? I don't know, because... Um, 
I am very picky about tuna fish. Yeah, like I don't eat it. Like when people are like, "Oh, let's get tuna subs." No, if I'm not making that tuna, I'm not eating that tuna. Yeah, I've never I don't know done how that. long it's been sitting in that deli case. Yeah, and a lot of people are like me, so it's been sitting there more than one day. Like I won't eat tuna if it's more than two days old. If it's more than two days old, it goes in the trash. Yeah, I and you know what? I won't do. I only will do solid. I won't do chunk. No, because all it, it's just water, and you're just it's all yeah. the water and all that stuff. So it has to be. And I have to have a hankering for it. Like, right. I never really... Like, I, I have it in the house, but I, I have don't to have it. a craving for tuna. Like, yeah. I have to be like, damn, I really want a tuna sandwich. And you know what it is? It's always on toast. Oh, yeah. Always on toast. Not just regular bread. Always on toast. Yes. Always. And may or may not have a slice of cheese on it. May or may not. I do my tuna with the lump ca- the lump can. Mm-hmm. I do onion, garlic, salt, pepper, and mayonnaise. Yeah, I don't put any onion in it. That's what you done fucked up. Well, you don't like vegetables. You're I don't like any fucking vegetables. It's fucking bullshit. But you know what else is bullshit? Britney, Britney bitch. Spears. It's Britney, bitch. And God. she's getting done dirty as fuck. Now, let's not act like you live on Mars, which is, I have another story about Mars, too, if we can get there. We don't I doubt have it. Time for that. I don't have time. Anyway, don't act like you didn't hear about the bombshell shit that happened with Britney. Right. She went right into that court. Told them the shit that was going on with her family. And it is fucked up. It is beyond fucked up. And again, even if some of the stuff she said wasn't true, the fact that she's doing all these things, like seven days a week doing Vegas tours, choreographing, like doing choreography, doing all this shit. She works seven days a week. There's no reason. She is not so incapacitated that she is not able to handle her own affairs. Or at the very least, have somebody involved in the affairs that can kind of like monitor what she's doing and step in and just say, hey, I think you might be making a bad mistake, but then you got to do what you got to do. There's, it doesn't make sense to me. It's fucking horrible. That this should be happening to her and for them to put a fucking IUD in her and uh, she first can't of all, take it out. The conservatory thing happened when she was 14, when she just started out, which I can No, know. it didn't happen in 2008 when she lost her entire shit. Oh, is that yes. what happened? She lost her entire shit. Okay, so she shaved her head. So she and had stuff. she had a meltdown. She had a meltdown, and they did it then. But what we found out was it was only supposed to be three days long because she was put in on a fifty-one fifty. Right, right, because she lost her entire shit. She did, drug overdosed, or something happened in her house, like, and they she took has her to out. Ask her dad permission to go pee, basically. Like it's insane to me, and it's so weird because I see her with her boyfriend like on Instagram all the time, and I'm thinking, seriously, how the hell do you? Because now it's like, oh my god, like all this stuff is going on. Yeah. Like, she's not allowed to get her IUD taken out. I know. Like, she's not allowed to get her IUD taken out because if she gets pregnant, she can't work. If she can't work, that motherfucker <coughs> don't, don't get money. Jamie Spears doesn't get any money. He's trash. Little Jamie Lynn Spears got on there the other day and was trying to, like, defend his sister, her sister. But it turned out even more wacky than it was supposed to, like... Because they're all riding her coattails. Like, well, Jamie Lynn Brittany Spears added was, her on, though. Brittany added Jamie Lynn. Jamie Lynn Spears is famous for, like, this much. So they all, yeah, I know. They all need Brittany. She's probably got some of her money, Jamie Lynn. I mean. She's got a little bit of, like, the acting stuff that like, she has a little bit of Like, when she was, like, Zoe 2 or whatever fucking little kids show yeah, she but was wasn't on. wasn't she in some Lifetime movies too or some shit? I don't know, but she was on a little kids show and got knocked up at 16. I'm just saying that I know that Brittany said she added, well, it said in a thing that she added Jamie Lynn, that she's the one who brought her in. So I'm like, I don't know why that would be. I don't know if it, how true it is. I don't know. I didn't see a statement from her about it. She would only say her family and specifically her dad and that other person that he brought on, like that wealth management company or whatever. 
But, I mean, they worked her like a dog seven days a week. And then when she, like, you know, wanted to change, they, like, locked her up, put her in, like, put her in a place. And I remember her being away for anxiety or something. They said she had to be away for anxiety. And then when she spoke out and said well, that this, they did this to this her. This has been going on for, like, a year. She's been making Instagram posts and Snapchats and things like that. And people are like, something's weird. Something's off. And there's yeah. been a free Britney campaign for, like, a year yes. and a half. There was a whole documentary about the free Britney thing. And there was all this speculation. And she hadn't spoken out. And then there's now all these stars that are coming out saying, you know, I've never said anything because, you know, what do you want to do? But I support her. There was this one girl, and I forget what her name is right now. She's actually like one of those um, uh, beach body people. Uh-huh. Um, I can't remember her name or whatever, but I follow her on, or on Facebook. And she was saying, like, um, they used to be very, very close. And she knows exactly what she's talking about. And one of the bodyguards, the last time she had saw Brittany, they, they took this one last picture and she showed the picture of her and Brittany and this other woman. And they were at this thing and they had like all this fun together. And the bodyguard was like, can you come again? Because I haven't seen her so happy. And I was like, oh my God. And she was like, and I never forgot about that. And I never forgot you. And I'm looking forward to when we can do girls days again and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, how fucked up is this? This mm. woman is 38 years old. Free or Brittany. 39. She's almost 40. Free Britney. I'm like, somebody needs to step in and do something. You know what? I might actually, like, go out and, like, I don't know, light something on fire in the city. To, say, to free Britney? Yeah. Free Britney. You know what? I mean, everybody else It's so fucked up. Like, I can't imagine being our age and not having any control out of our of our bodies, of, our, of any decisions. And like, somebody stuck an IUD in your body, and then you're not allowed to take it out? Girl. And according to one of these things that I have on here, and I'm not going to read it now because there's so many things out there and so many of you heard it and we're running out of time, but there's a thing on here saying that she wanted to have another child. She wanted to try for a girl. Right. And she's not able to. Right. And she's kind of like up there and kind of aged now, but I don't know. I mean, she makes all that kind of money. She probably have a, a perfectly healthy baby. Um, but I guess in that vein, I guess oh. we're going to rock. Go Speaking ahead. of babies. Yeah. Today. Oh, yes. Finally, they are, inter- they are inducing my nephew's um, girlfriend. And if you guys could send out some really great vibes, even though by you, you by the time you hear this, she'll probably be here. Um, but everybody, you know, say a little prayer for Layla Rose. I know we're really excited. We're so excited for you guys, and welcome to the family, Layla Rose. Yay! Um, but on that note, we're gonna wrap things up. Take it home, Jamie. Anyway, if you guys have caught some crabs lately, you know, just <laughs> give some us crabs. give us a write in at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. You can find <coughs> us on Facebook at Straight From The Net. You can find Jamie on TikTok and Twitter and. Um, Facebook, and you could also find Danielle on Facebook, and a whole bunch of fun fucking platforms. I feel like we should, instead of giving them all the information on the platforms at the end, we, my friend Nikki found us on Podbean. So we are just wherever you find your podcasts. Oh, wow. We're, we're just out there, bitch. We out there. Oh, okay. Well, I guess you can. I guess we can do that. Yep. Wow. All right. Well, I don't know what to do with that now, but anyway, I mean, I'll move on to the WMOD, so... <laughs> Anyway, um, we have, um, well, we're on the WMLD, the Voice of Hudson Valley Radio. It's like an awesome little radio station up in New York. And they actually just moved our time to Fridays at 10 o'clock. We're following in the um, morning show. And again, Jamie and I still want to put out a, how about, you know, they do Free Britney. Like, how about if we do, like, um, move Danielle and Jamie to mornings? I don't know. We have to find, like, a nice way to say that. You know, they do Free Britney. How about, like, move Damie, like Danielle and Jamie. Damie. Damie or something. I don't know. Anyway, but for right now, 
We're going to hang in there. On Fridays at 10, we are getting there. We're almost on morning shows. We're almost going to do it on Fridays in New York um, in the meantime. So check them out on the WMLD. You can find that in all the major app stores. Uh, app stores. Um, and our mother platform, I will always say, is SoundCloud. Yep. So no matter what, you can always find We're us on SoundCloud. SoundCloud babies. And apparently you can hear us for any wherever you find podcasts. So reach out to those places. In the meantime, we'll see you next time. Love you guys. Bye. Okay, bye.